Hey, welcome to the Snake and Flake Fantasy Football Podcast. Our second, I believe this is, what, our fifth fifth episode? Does that sound right? Fourth or fifth, no. I would say. Actually, sixth. Episode really? Six. Yeah, we're getting up there. About to break a double digit. Interesting story. Uh, our last podcast had, my app is telling me we had 18 plays. We're in a 10-man league. I don't know who the other eight people are. We're getting out there. It's pretty Big good. stuff. Big stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's me here, Swerving Snake. We got a uh, big rig war wig, oh, just oh, uh, oh. hanging out. Had a pretty crazy weeks this week. I've been sick. Still getting over it. So that's probably what you hear. And uh, Rick's just been living his best life. So uh, we're going to do a little, uh, going to do a little summary over last week. Sorry, it's a little late, but and hey, it's what you get whenever um, you do it for free, right? Sure. You do it for the love of the game. So, um, so yeah, we'll do a little summary over last week, and we will go over a little preview. But um, but before that, so. There are a lot of trades that happen, right? Oh, yeah, baby. So what are, what are your thoughts? Which trades come to mind as like, hey, uh, this was a good trade. I think both guys did pretty good. And then what was just kind of – so what are your um, thoughts? Are you able to get them pulled up? Yeah, I can find them. Uh, it's crazy. Christian McCaffrey left Mouton's team. Uh, I couldn't imagine ever trading him, I guess I would say. But... Yeah, so I have uh, – there's so many. Yeah, I made two this week. Well, what what did you grab? Who'd you grab? I got Aaron Jones for right. Aaron Rodgers, David Montgomery, and Odell Beckham. Uh, right. He threw in Ebron and Josh Allen. Those were just those were going to be the players he was going to drop. So okay, we'll we'll see how that goes. I like to go for the big the big trades. Uh, I think I think mine's big risk. Obviously, if Aaron Jones keeps doing what he does, because I still think. Odell turn it around, have a better second half. Obviously, I don't think it can get much worse for him. Uh, Montgomery had a good game. He might flip it around. And Aaron Rodgers is obviously, I mean, he's a top five quarterback when he's healthy and he's still waiting for his number one receiver to come back. Okay. All right. So um, any of these other trades you want to you comment on? I know the first one that kind of broke this week is the uh, Chris Godwin and Sony Michelle for Tom Brady, Marlon Mack, Terry McCoy. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I mean, I hate the trade for Oklahoma flexing. Uh, I think Joppo got a steal in that trade. Um, I mean, I, when I see like what flexing got, I see him getting Marlon Mack and a really good young receiver on a really shitty team that I don't see him doing as well going forward. So I think, and I think getting Sony Michelle in that trade honestly makes losing Marlon Mack not as bad because Michelle still gets twenty touches. He's super touchdown dependent, but like going forward, their strength is the schedule. Like it's not awful. And New England likes to just get a lead and then just like pound the ball to Sony Michelle or like Rex Burkhead or whoever the hell they want to give the ball to that week. I think it's a steal for Jappo. Anytime you can trade your backup quarterback um, and get number one wide receiver, it's probably a good trade for you. I would guess. Yeah, get some value. Yeah, no. Sounds good. The uh, the other one, which was a pretty good one, um, between Dennis and Falcon. Uh, Dennis got he received Travis Kelsey, Allen Robinson, Leonard for Deshaun. He gave up T. Y. Hilton, Hunter Henry, Dak Prescott, and Christian McCaffrey. I know you kind of mentioned the Christian McCaffrey thing. Uh, you got any other thoughts? Um, at first, I absolutely hated the trade for Mouton. Um, I just think Chris, losing Christian McCaffrey, it's just really scary, in my opinion. Uh, Mouton 
became the luckiest person because I thought it was an awful trade for him. But I guess him getting Allen Robinson and then T.Y. going down for now three to four weeks makes it look better. Yeah, it's what the last thing I saw like a day ago said. Uh, It's still crazy to lose Christian McCaffrey, but like it makes Mouton's side look a lot better. I don't know. It's hit or miss. I mean, Travis Kelsey, A-Rob, Fournette, uh, anytime you can get rid of Dak Prescott, I'd be happy with it. I don't like him that much going forward. I think this is like his only really good matchup this week against the Giants. Yeah, that's true. I think, um, you know, whenever I saw this trade, I I noticed that there's a lot of kind of peripheral parts. But um, essentially, I I was kind of taken taken aback why um, why Dennis would want to trade away McCaffrey. Like you pointed out, he's the the number one running back on the season. I saw a stat the other day. I think uh, he's on pace for, I want to say it's like close to 320 carries this year, which is an insane amount. but um, but yeah, if um, I just from this trade, I don't really see you know because if you're giving up the number one guy, I feel like the trade should kind of be like a two for one essentially, right? Yeah, um, I agree with that. And you should be getting like kind of around uh, maybe top twelve, top fifteen value from two different positions, um, especially if you're getting a guy as dominant as uh, Christian McCaffrey's been. And and I just didn't see that in this trade. Uh, where he was getting that value with it being like a four for four. Because, um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, Travis Kelsey is a big name, but whenever you look at the stats he's put up this year, he's been really disappointing uh, for his draft price. Because I believe he was drafted in like the turn of the, the second into the, to the third. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that like you can say like, Kelsey's underperformed, like still being the number two tight end. But yeah, it's like you said, like where he was drafted. I guess in our league, though, it doesn't really like fucking matter where people are drafted because everyone's traded there like completely. So I don't look at it with like draft value, uh, like mattering and like what you've given up. It's just crazy when I think of like losing Christian McCaffrey and I still don't have like, I don't have like a bona fide number one receiver. He has Edelman, who like I think is like the number eight receiver off the top of my head right now, but he's very Mm -hmm. like, touchdown dependent he's uh, he's not like what you think of like as your prototypical like number one receiver like in fantasy like a michael thomas or like uh i don't know tyreek hill julio the, the fact that you, you didn't get one of those big name players that i would think i would only get rid of mccaffrey for it's kind of crazy but i mean if kelsey turns his season around which is still a great season as like a tight end obviously i mean it could be worth it but i mean Travis kelsey hasn't put up what people have expected him to do. I mean, we'll see what he does second half. I mean, everything's based on what happens here, but it's a crazy trade in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, um, I think, you know, with with tight end being just a a, a one-off position, um, I feel like you can give up more at tight end than than other positions if you're able to make up the the value other places, which I definitely feel like Christian McCaffrey was more than making up that value. But with him having Hunter Henry, who over the last three weeks, uh, nine, eight, and then six targets um, and being a very, very involved piece of that offense is really surprising trade away Hunter Henry because, I mean, you look at the fantasy points he's put up over the, the last three weeks. Of course, last week was a little disappointing with uh, 6.7, but, I mean, starting from week six, 26 fantasy points, 12. And like I said, last week at six. Now, comparing that to Kelsey, um, over the last three weeks, Kelsey put up 7.8, 7.4, and uh, 14.3. So, and of course, I'm only referring the last three weeks because uh, Hunter Henry came back from his injury in week six. Um, so, I mean, 
from at least their, their recent performance, it's, it, I mean, Hunter Henry, I mean, he's, he's performed better fantasy-wise. And uh, target-wise, they're seeing pretty similar target volume. So, uh, so yeah, I just don't feel like Travis was that much of an upgrade um, to give up. And then the thing that, that racks my, my brain about this trade and that I threw up in the track is like, is like this is the same guy, like Dennis, well, it was week two or three. Didn't he drop Rob, Robin Allenson or Allen Robinson for, uh, for nothing? He traded for him, and then he dropped him, right? Yeah, I, I'd have to go back. I know for sure he did drop him at some point. Uh, hashtag, uh, I have a process, Dennis yeah. the Menace. Yeah, so, yeah, because I had pulled it up. It was, um, it was in his trade. He traded for Allen Robinson, and he traded away uh, Evans, Mike Evans, which uh, that would be really scary if he still had Mike Evans. Um, along with what he had. But that, and then he ended up dropping him, and he's trading back for him. And then, uh, I mean, I, I understand acquiring players you like, and if you can feel like at a time you can trade them away and get a good value for them, and then maybe potentially getting them back in the future for a good value, um, and then overall coming away with a better deal. I mean, maybe that was the case. I haven't looked into it so much, but I know Leonard Fournette used to be on this. Uh, for a four for four trade, I don't like I said, I don't see where the tight end upgrade was that much. Wide receiver he had on his um Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey totally trumps and then uh quarterbacks. I mean, in all honesty, if you if you know what you're doing and you can stream quarterbacks, what you think Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson's gonna overperform. Let's say Jimmy Garoppolo this week, right? Yeah. Like uh like you can you can find these these guys that are subpar. Um subpar quarterbacks and um, just available on the waiver wire you can play them in uh, plus matchups and they can perform well sometimes they can outperform guys that you might consider as you're like the guy you're holding on to to start you know so yeah and then uh and then to give a little response to uh because i know the chat got a little heated um <laughs> earlier and i wanted to i wanted to address something to mouton so uh this is excellent uh, i look forward to this this is to, to mouton directly um so the reason I was uh, shitting on your trade is because it's a bad trade. Uh, like I said, uh, I think it's a bad trade because, one, it doesn't make sense. And, two, I don't think – you say you have a process, but I don't really think you have a process. What I think, and which I, I know because I have, I have the dirt, is I know you use the Fantasy Pros app, and it gives you recommendations you can do or what you should do. And you, without having, like, a single original thought – or like semi semi decent idea of, of what you're doing, you pretty much just follow that. But that app's recommendations constantly changes what happened through the season. So one, what you're telling me by this trade is that you don't know anything about football because if you would have valued Allen Robinson highly and you would have known that he was a good wide receiver, you wouldn't have dropped him. You would have held on to him and you would have waited for that value to emerge. Um, so I can see that there in and of itself um, is, is why, you, you, one, you don't really know what you're doing. And then two, I mean, just the fact that you traded away the number one RB for, for basically nothing. Like, I, I don't see how in this trade you came away in the positive at all. But then to come back and say, uh, let's get a direct uh, – Yo, see. quote the man. As he said, he was talking, uh, he was talking about my, my fab spending. Which is fair. He said, Swerve, you're an idiot for spending your entire fab on. Don't talk fantasy when all you have is. So, of course, 
you know, boom roasted. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'll definitely say that. Yeah. I, I mean, entire fab budget, uh, sounds a little exaggerated. It was 40%, um, on two guys that I thought had potential. I thought other people would value them higher, which, um, was clearly wrong. But the thing here, and which I kind of said in the chat, is like at least I had a processor, right? Like I had watched these players, I had researched them. Um, I, I feel like that they had potential. Uh, yeah, Kenny Stills busted last week, but I still think there's, there's a lot of potential with, with Will Fuller being out for a few more weeks. And he's going to fill that Will Fuller spot. And if you know anything about Will Fuller, how does he normally perform in fantasy? He either Boomer bust. Boomer bust. That's what he is. So what did you get from Kenny Stills? You got the same. Boomer bust, right? Um, and the process wasn't wrong because last week, what, Deshaun Watson threw four touchdowns? So it's not like I bought the number two wide receiver in a bad offense. I bought the number two receiver in a good offense and uh, the touchdowns. Went. That's fantasy. But there's a process. There. It's not just an app telling me what to do. And then um, he said, uh, he mentioned how all I have is numbers. And, and this thing really got me, right? Because, um, cause I, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rick, but for me, there's kind of two ways to understand football, right? You either watch every game and you understand the actual ins and outs of football and you value players solely based on their performance and what you see on the tape, or um, you refer to the numbers, which, I mean, it's like, for one, it's like, what numbers is he even talking about, right? Are you talking about the number of receptions players get? Because those seem pretty relevant. Are you talking about the snap share percentage they get for their team? Also seems pretty relevant. How about number of touchdowns or red zone targets? Or carries that they get in an offense? How many targets a running back gets um, in the passing? Um, how many designed plays are there for that uh, specific player, right? Like, is the coach trying to scheme him into the offense? Or is he just getting targets because he's the second or third read and the first and second option are getting shut down by the defense? All right, those all seem like a pretty valuable uh, number and uh, statistics that uh, people can use to, to make better sense of football and should directly uh, equate to uh, fantasy. Uh, am I missing something? No, I mean, it's, it's accurate. I mean, numbers matter in all aspects of evaluating a player, right? I mean, if a player has, let's just say, for example, 12 targets, but he only gets, I don't know, five receptions, which, that, that, I mean, something like that doesn't happen often. You're still going to probably hold a higher value to that player. You're like, oh, they're probably trying to scheme the ball to him, right? There's also, you got to take in the factor of like, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it when you were talking about all those things that also do matter, but like air yards. So like, I don't know, like I think Curtis, exactly. Curtis Samuel is one of the players where like, you know, he doesn't get a ton of points, but like, I think like he's either number one or I know he's top five in the league for like air yards. So like, meaning like he runs 35 yards on X route versus, you know, uh, maybe Allen Robinson who gets 12 targets but he's usually running like a little eight yard dink and dunk. But I mean, he gets the receptions. He gets, he's a great receiver, I think. But like you have mm -hmm. Curtis Samuel, it's a lot more like boom or bust potential. So like if you play him and he hits the boom, it, it matters. Uh, and then there's the eyeball test that you talked about. Like if you see him play, like, I don't know, you see this person obviously gets X amount of targets. Then there's like the, oh shit, he just did great. Like for example, like a perfect example of like the, the paper doesn't show it in the stats because like if you look at the play like Saquon, where he literally just like, stiff-armed someone, juked someone, and then, like, truck-sticked someone yeah. for, like, I think it was, like, a 12-yard game. But, like, you see that, yeah, and you're no. just like, Jesus Christ, this dude's a freak. It's like, everything matters. It's just a matter of, like, stats, I'd say stats matter more, 
But obviously yeah. the eyeball test. I mean, everything matters. There's exactly. nothing that doesn't take consideration for a player. And the thing is with stats is they matter because it's a direct reflection of what happens. Direct reflection yeah. of their leadership as well. Direct reflection. So, Mouton, I would talk to you. I don't know what point you're trying to make. Oof, um, I still work with Mouton. I think, I think you made it poorly. Well, I hope you're not his leadership big time. So, uh, so yeah, that was uh, – spent a lot more Hashtag time on Dave. that than I uh, thought. <laughs> oh, boom roasted. Uh, boom spent a lot more time on that than we initially planned, but we'll roll forward with this. Um, so, last week, quick summary. Who got shell-shocked? Uh, the rig did. The rig. The rig got shell-shocked. How'd your game end? Uh, I lost to uh, Miggy. I was about to say Mouton on accident. Um, it's really funny. I, I've learned from my mistake is uh, I – this is my conclusion. I lost. He beat me. Kudos to him, right? Uh, Duke yeah. Johnson putting up 11 points. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking Duke Johnson. Uh, what really pisses me off is how I break down the game is the defense and kickers is how I lost. Uh this is where I've, I'm, I'm learning from this. Um, okay. I was all about just having a good kicker. I think I just need to stream my kicker. I thought Carolina would get in field goal range a little bit more. Uh, I mean, San Fran's not going to put up 51 often for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, so I thought Carolina would do better kicking-wise. That's why I hate kickers in fantasy because eight points difference from kickers, which he won that battle. So, I mean, I can't knock him for playing the better player. Uh, but I, I would have I won in a game where – I'm fighting huge injuries on my roster right now. Yeah. So the kicker is really disappointing to, like, trump me in a victory. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be the Edmonds, factor. Edmonds got hurt in the third quarter, but, I mean, he really wasn't doing much before then, so I can't really complain. It, it's just – it's annoying, but Mig won, so I'll give him to that. I still love Mig. He's, he can live with me whenever he needs to, even though I'm going to be homeless as well. Interesting. That's pretty good. Um, I have to give my own uh, nomination for uh, worst shell shock of the week, which is – Absolutely myself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all about coming out, talking big game, talk a lot of trash. If anyone knows, after last year, um, most of the time it's an indicator about But I like to do it because it makes the game fun. I like to have a good time. But uh, to see uh, Tevin Coleman put up 36 points on my bench, uh, that's really that's true heartbreak, knowing that that would have uh, given me the dub if I would have yeah. put him um, either. I mean, <clears throat> and I'll be honest, I, I – I made a mistake putting Ty Johnson in. Um, I think there is potential for him to take the majority of the work. I guess my kind of hope, which is a failed process, was that I was hoping that he would take over the work and then being in that matchup with uh, the Giants, where the Giants give up some of the most, uh, some of the greatest uh, RB performances fantasy-wise to uh, opposing running backs. I was hoping that he would just, uh, he'd see a, a few touchdowns and, and have a good day, but all that kind of hinged on whether he would get the majority of the work. From everything I researched, he was definitely kind of the next in line guy. So to see, was it Trey Carson, the guy they picked up that week, uh, yeah. take the most, uh, he had the most runs. Um, the only halfway promising thing is, is that Ty Johnson had uh, the, mo- the highest snap percentage uh, out of those running backs, but I mean, that doesn't give me 36 points. So, uh, I should have just went with who I knew was going to be locked in when a, uh, in a good offense and not kind of roll the dice, necessary risk. So, uh, so yeah, I definitely definitely lost that one. Uh, good one, Dave. Good job uh, picking up Tyrell Williams. I feel like someone else should have picked him up. I feel like he was a good grab prior to the game. 
And honestly, I thought he wasn't even playing for the first half because I wasn't seeing any. And then it was like he got 14 points on, like, I think it was like a somewhere between like a 30 and 40 yard touchdown catches. I was like, holy smokes, he's actually playing. So um, so that's good. But I give that to myself. Um, kind of reviewing everyone else, which I'm sure you guys know. Dennis narrowly beat Boomerang by as, uh, 145 to 143. Big Bird, Blue, Jeppo, Landman out of the water, 171 to 118. Del Taco won his. Tingle beat Flexen in uh, the upset of the week, 112 to uh so as far as our projections go, they are uh, pretty disappointing because we're still tied after two weeks. So we yeah. kind of went over the numbers. So I think uh, we need to find a way. But, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully hopefully this week's a little different and they shake out and someone becomes a better person. Yeah, um, hopefully. Talking hopefully about projections, how many, uh, how many touchdowns did, uh, did the Browns get uh, last week? One. One. Oh, is that, is that more or less than? Uh, I would, I, th- I believe, uh, I'm not a you remember what happened, right? Yeah, there was a bet. We didn't, we didn't come up with the bet. So I guess. We didn't come up with turn, which we will, but, uh, oh, rude. I, it's, it's going to be good. Um, probably just going to circle around some sort of, uh, public humiliation Wow. or, uh, something small, but we'll go back and forth. So if, uh, big rig, if you hear me, uh, Call out some crazy static projection, and you want to try to put numbers to it. Call it out, and uh, we'll try to make a bet. Uh, like I said, we'll come up with terms, release them, and then uh, we'll uh, post this stuff. All right. So uh, going into the preview of this week, uh, you want to kick us off with your game? What your thoughts are? Uh, I was hoping to do my game last. All right, I'll I'll take oh, it. We so, can do yours last. All right. Yeah, we'll do we'll do mine last. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Okay. Um. So we'll do mine first. It's uh, Swerving Snake versus Jack O'Landman right now. We're projected at. I'm at 124. He's at 121. Ooh. I, uh, of course, I, I feel like every time I'm projecting myself, I'm going to lose, but, um, but you guys think yourself. Uh, yeah. I believe in myself, and that's because of a few of these matchups I got that like Primo. Uh, the first thing, which, I mean, chime in if you have any thoughts, yep. but I'm pretty sure – I'm uh, sitting Lamar Jackson against New England, and I'm going for the uh, the Derek Carr play. Yeah, it scares so, me, man. It scares me, but uh, I know the how the it's new the right play. Is. It, I think it is because I think where it's like Lamar Jackson, like he's going to turn over the ball, he's going to throw interceptions, he's probably going to fumble in his read pass option. Um, yep, it's RPOs, and uh, he's going to get some negative points. So whether he can dig himself out of that, uh. Those negative points with uh, rushing yards and touchdowns, it'll be yet to see. But it is a primetime game, so uh, a lot of eyes watching. But, uh, I mean, I feel like Derek Carr against Detroit is a uh, is a plus matchup. It's hard for me to pull up these stats. Computer. Who did Detroit play last week? Are you smart? Uh, I'll get there. Detroit played Houston. We'll do this together. All right. Well, how many touchdowns did they give Deshaun? Let's, I, know, I know how they got three touchdowns out, against Houston. I don't Houston. have it all. Three? Okay, so Deshaun yeah, Watson. No, 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 no. You're reading me wrong. I'm trying to pull up fantasy points allowed from Detroit Lions. Let's okay, see. So I get what you're saying. You need Watson. Gotcha. But, but yeah, so um, I'll pull that up in a second. Um, let me finish kind of talking through this, and then I'll let you talk. And I'll kind of right. read off those stats. But anyways, so yeah, I think I'm rolling with Derek Carr. There's there's a reason why, and I'll let you know why. Uh, Tevin Coleman. 
definitely disappointing with the uh, 4.6. He, uh, I mean, it's bound to happen after a six-point game. But uh, there was one touchdown that was called back from holding. And there yeah, was good. one, uh, there was a play where, who was it? Arizona blitzed. It was a screen pass. It hit his hands and he dropped the ball. And he had three or four good uh, blockers out in front of him when he did not catch the ball. And I feel like that would have been an extremely big play, if not taken to the house. So uh, the opportunity was there. You know, if he would have got that one touchdown without getting called back, and then if he catch the ball, um, it would work out. But at the end of the day, I'm always happy. I'd rather see him put up four points on my lineup and 36 on my bench. So um, beyond that, uh, Chris Carson, Tampa Bay, I feel like it's a good uh, good matchup. As long as, even though Tampa Bay has been really good at stopping the run, I feel like uh, there's going to be a lot of goal line opportunity. And I feel like he's going to find be able to find the touchdown through uh, through the goal line opportunity because they're uh, garbage and they'll be able to move the ball down the field. Um, Mike Evans, they'll play him. Oh, he's a beast. Uh, Tyler Lockett against Tampa Bay. Like I said before, I think he's going to shoot over his projections. Uh, like I said, Tampa Bay secondary is pretty garbage. And uh, Russell Wilson has been on point lately. Um, my third wide receiver has been a bit of a uh, – it's been keeping me up at night. We'll say that. It's the, the toss-up between do I play Robbie Anderson or Kenny Stills. I still think Kenny Stills is in that uh, Will Fuller kind of role and uh, Jacksonville secondary and Miami's secondary are almost equally as bad. So it's just like who's going who's gonna to have a big day? Whoever's and, on your bench. And I've been wrestling, and I've been, I've been wrestling with that. So, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think what it's going to end up with, which I think I'm going to end up changing it, I'm probably going to put in Kenny Stills because I think Kenny, I think the Houston uh, pass attack is a lot better than uh, the Jets, and I feel like if the Jets get out ahead, I'm going to run the ball a lot more. So, so that would be my guess. Um, which is why I'm probably going. To, those are the things that keep me up at night. And then, um, yeah, that's um, hoping the Seahawks game. Uh, James Winston has some good turnover. He points. Even though Tampa Bay is definitely going to score, um, I feel like Seattle might be able to get a few sacks and a few interceptions, hopefully run back one for uh, six, a little pick six action, and uh, hopefully get points that way. There really wasn't a lot of uh, good options uh, defense-wise on the waiver that I was able to purchase with my uh, one fab. So, yeah. Uh, you want to look at Jeff Alamans? Tell me what you think about his side. Um, looking at his team, well, I guess first I got to say getting Chris Godwin, I mean, God, I feel like that saved his season almost, I would. I feel like, um, for a chance for a playoff push, which is what he did last year. So, I mean, I guess that's all that matters. I'd say for him going against you, um, I think his game, uh, him beating you or losing to you all comes down to uh, – his quarterback play because he's got DJ Shark, who's obviously he's a good young receiver. Obviously, he's freaking number five right now. Um, if he gets touchdowns, if like he's hit or miss, uh, either he blows up or he doesn't. Obviously, if he blows up, that means uh, his quarterback did well. So from that, I guess the other player to highlight would be uh, Eckler. We'll see with the new offensive coordinator how the Chargers are starting to run their offense. So. Are they going to utilize Eichler more in the run? Is he going to get more passing options? Are they going to use him in both? Um, and then Mike Evans, Godwin, who is the wide receiver one on the team this week. Godwin, I think, had eight points last week. And what Evans do, like 30-something? 
Yeah, thirty six, um, something like or a thirty two. Yeah, it's a very it's an intriguing. Yeah, it's an intriguing matchup just because you guys both like like for that like Mike Evans, like Godwin. I guess touchdown. that's a huge. Yeah, I mean that's a big deciding factor. And then besides that, it, it comes down to is, does Shark get the touchdowns? If Shark gets the touchdowns, I mean he's odds are he's not running it in. He's looking at twelve points a touchdown. So I mean it's it's a huge upside. Um, oh, I didn't. I forgot to scroll down. She's he's got Amari Cooper sitting in his flex. That's why I didn't see him. Uh, I think Amari Cooper is going to easily uh, surpass his projections this week. I think he'll get closer to twenty. I think like it said something like the Giants' corners—they're like five foot ten, like all of them or some shit like oh, that. Yeah. And Amari Cooper's like six four. Gallup's like six three. So it's like the biggest like uh, differential like wide receiver cornerback match. It's like a weird stat I heard this morning, yeah. like when I was listening. No, to and uh, and uh, I got something for you over the first eight weeks of the season. Yep, so, go up ahead. Until now, uh, Giants have given up the third most wide receiver. Yeah, well, that's, that's good for you. Um, yeah, I think I, those are the main things. I think Cooper for sure um, goes over his projections. Um, Shark, he's such boomer bust, but when he hits, I mean, if he hits, I, I just don't see you winning. Um, I guess projections are who I would pick. Um, this is actually this is actually a really tough game to pick. I think I'm gonna go with Japo. Um, I'm pretty close. I'll go 51 him, 49 you. I'm gonna pick okay. Japo because. Uh, I know you're probably going to pick yourself, and we got to start finding the differentiating marks for us to one of us be guessing properly. So I'm going to go with Jappo yeah. on this one. Okay. I think it'll That's be close. Fair. That's fair. Um, the uh, few things I wanted to point out that uh, you kind of mentioned that highlight on is um, DJ Shark. I think he could get those touchdowns. However, I feel like uh, this is going to be a big uh, Leonard Fournette game with. Uh, J.J. Watt being out yeah. now because he was like pretty much the what the the only decent part about their their defense after the uh, the trades and stuff that they did earlier this year. So, but with him being out, <clears throat> Houston's been giving up a lot of points. Now they're not going to be able to put as much pressure or stop the run as well. So uh, I think it's definitely going to fall in their Fournette's favor. And then uh, I mean the Mike Evans Godwin thing. I think people forget that Mike Evans is still the number one. Oh, this dude's like 6'5", freaking 231. This guy's a beast. Um, and the only reason Godwin gets the ball is if he can't get open because he draws a better cover. But uh, if he's open, which he will be against Seattle, he's going to see his foot on. But, yeah, so so that's that. What's the, the one stat I wanted to point out that I was bringing up earlier with my uh, QB decision is, uh, is Detroit is giving up the six most fantasy points over the year to the that's what so so that influenced my decision but there you go so hopefully that works out there's a little bit of my process um i'd rather do that than start lamar jackson over against the uh, new england patriots who averaged was it 7.1 for the quarterback that's what they give up yeah that's awful that's uh that's terrifying that's why i'm not starting lamar jackson so um so you want to roll into the next matchup yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I guess uh, you know what? Fine, I'll I'll hit my game up real quick. No, so here's here's what man. I'm looking at: the rig versus I'm Falcon Better, aka Dave. Um, first things first, I'll I'll hit up my roster real quick. Um, okay. I'm happy Aaron Jones is hundred uh, percent. We'll see what happens this week. Uh, I guess I get I think my team it uh, solely relies on the Packers' success against the Chargers. Um, I have Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams if he plays. Uh, I'm leaning towards him playing, but he's still game-time decision. Um, I feel good knowing that 
I mean, it's safe to assume the touchdown should fall into one of these two players' hands if their offense is successful against the Chargers, who aren't a great defense by any means. Um, they have a good pass rush. That's about the best thing on their um, Connors, doubtful. Luckily, I have Samuels to go in. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I feel like, was a great, obviously, pickup. He already dropped me 20 points, which actually makes the projections look good. Uh, before that mm-hmm. game, it was like 115. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Amendola, I don't know. I I hope he does good. Oakland's pass defense sucks. I mean, I just have players on buys. That's why he's there. Ingram, hit or miss. I look forward to Gordon. Hopefully he can run well. It's one of those, it's like one of those like catch 22s where it's like, I hope Gordon does well, but if Gordon's running successfully or the Chargers offense is, that's less uh, Aaron Rodgers on the field on offense. So I think the Browns are going to be a good defense this week against Denver's rookie. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good pick. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'll I'll let you hit. I want to hear what you got to say for Dave over here uh, going up against me. I, I think, think I like hearing one of us describe one team to the other. Okay, well, um, I think – I mean, I'll just say this now outright. I think I'm going to give this one. Interesting. That's the, fir- that's the first time. I want it on the record where you've picked me. Yeah, so um, I think Dak – I mean, I haven't looked at the numbers, which would be nothing, but um, according to Mouton, boom, roasted. Um, but I, I think I think that you know Dallas started off as being extremely pass heavy this year, um, running a lot of play action and getting the ball down the field to the uh, receivers. Um, I think that as the season has progressed and Dak has shown that he's really not that great of a quarterback, um, I think they've resorted to a lot more of running the ball. And uh, I, you know, the Giants. It could be one of those games where, you know, the Giants is poor defense. They're able to just take advantage of them down the field, and, and they score that way. Um, but, I mean, they should be able to run on the Giants all day. And if they get out ahead, it's just a matter. Are they going to keep, keep the pedal to the metal and uh, keep racking up points, or are they just going to kind of manage the game and run out the clock? But, yeah, um, hopefully Zeke balls out. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, I, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't put a – I wouldn't – I don't. I don't think Dak's Christian McCaffrey against Tennessee. I think it's going to be a Christian McCaffrey game uh, where he ends up low. I mean, twenty-five below, um, which is kind of his deal. Yeah, I, ne- I never thought I'd be happy for Christian McCaffrey to be twenty-five or below. I know. I feel. I feel like if that happens, you have a chance. But if Christian McCaffrey breaks out, then I feel like you might be in trouble. Um, Saquon, I feel like. The, the Dallas defense, who did they just trade for? Uh, Michael Bennett from New England they got. What does he play? He is the defensive tackle slash end, depending on where teams line him up as. Okay. So he's a good player that could potentially help stop Ron. Correct. Okay. Um, versus a already pretty good defense. I mean, I, I would say Dallas is Um. I, I don't know. I don't really, you know, I don't really follow Dallas a lot. I was actually pulling them up as you were talking about it. I was just going okay. to look. No, I mean, I, I think they have a pretty good defense, and um, I, uh, I think that they're going to show up here, and I think that they're going to shut down Saquon. So I, if I had to put numbers on it, I'd say Saquon below 15 points. Below okay, 15. I, 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 I love your analysis so far. I think that they're going to shut him down in the passing game. Um, I think Daniel Jones has been turning over the ball a lot, and I think he's not going to have the goal line opportunity that he normally does. It's just not going to not going to be able to do that do that good. Um, 
beyond that, these uh, wide receiver cores is looking really weak with uh, Cooper Cup not in the lineup. And then uh, one thing that is funny is, um, so how high are you, you know, kind of segueing off of this, how high are you on A.J. Green knowing that Andy Dalton? Um, me, personally, um, I'm not very high on him. But what I will say in A.J. Green's defense is – He's been hurt, what is it, three out of the past four years. This is his contract year. So when he does come back after his bye, he's going to try and ball out as much as possible, even with the rookie kid, because he's in a contract year. And everything I've seen is he, for some reason, wants to stay in Cincinnati. I mean, that's also what every person usually says. Um, He did say earlier in the year that he wouldn't mind being traded, essentially, but I've seen things saying that he doesn't mind re-signing. I mean, he's going to sign wherever the money is. That's usually what most people do. Um, and he can probably get the most money from Cincinnati if he plays well. But this, these next, what, four or five games he'll have that yeah. matter for us fantasy-wise. I mean, uh, I, I appreciate your take. Um, I think I have a, I think we end up at the same place, but it's uh, a little different how we get there. I am definitely – I think A.J. Green, on, on the best side of things, best possible outcome – is like a mid-range wide receiver. I think more realistically, he's either going to be a wide receiver three or he's not going to play. I think he could have came back um, a few weeks ago and he's kind of just been delaying this injury because, yeah, it's a contract year, but, like, he's had significant injury history. And if he, like, gets injured, like, between now and the rest of the year, it's like people know who A.J. Green is, right? Right. Like, they know the, the talent set. Um, they know what they're paying for. Now, is he going to be able to go out and get, like, the best contract ever? No. But to be honest, I think he takes it easy for the rest of the And uh, I think there's a chance of it. Okay, I'm not saying this outright. I think there's a chance he decides to take it easy for the rest of the find a way to not play, and uh, and just see what he can get in free agency. So, dude's a glass cannon. So, um, so yeah. But um, either way, that, uh, that offense situation is not looking great. Yeah. Uh, backup quarterback and that offensive line. But um, but yeah. So sorry for that segue. I just uh, I saw it in it sparked a uh, sparked a nerve. Um. So but yeah, the rest of his wide receiver core, it's um, they might be tricky, but I feel like chances are they're going to underperform. Um, the only one that I feel like is in play is Tyrell Williams. In every game he's played this, he scored one at least one touch. Well, exactly one touch. Um, I feel like people are sleeping on him. Where I feel like he's a pretty good consistent value, especially against Detroit. Um, like yeah, hopefully, before, hopefully he's shadowed by Darius Slay. So I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping Darius Slay just yeah. shadows him, who's a pretty good corner. Um, yeah, I would appreciate that since uh, Darren Waller's in my lineup be good. Um, but uh, but regardless, I feel like those three. I feel like those three. That wide receiver course looking for um, Hunter Henry. I feel like that's a tough one, but uh, I feel like you're going to get a stand- tight end game at best, eight points. Uh, I definitely think you're going to be below projections. And then uh, the rest of it doesn't really matter. But, um, but yeah, I feel like what's really going to hurt him is the, uh, the wide receiver core. <clears throat> and it really just matters. Hey, can uh, will Dak have a breakout game? Will McCaffrey and uh, McCaffrey have uh, McCaffrey carry the back? But uh, if those don't happen – oh, and then uh, Washington's a little scary. That, uh, yeah, I was going to say the defense. defense. That's yeah, why I was going to step in. That's a little scary. With Dwayne Haskins playing, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, I'd be nice about that. But, uh, yeah, between those three or four different things, if they don't break out, 
So I feel like your roster is a little better because you have like you have more people that have potential of scoring higher than they're projected. And I feel like his people have not as much. I feel like overall you're pretty a lot more well rounded. But uh you are gonna switch out your kicker though, right? Uh, are you going to run with him? Because you are just talking about how... No, I, I was talking about it. I I mean, Tennessee is not the same defense as um, San Francisco. San Francisco. Jeez, I don't know why. I just went totally blank. Um, what's his... Kyle Allen, the quarterback for... I think he'll have a, a bounce-back game for how awful he played. Um, okay, so we're, so we're still sticking with the process. The process yeah, I'm sticking with it. Condemned. I mean, yeah, I still think he's... Like, I think... Do you think he's I think still have a, a better good option? You said, like, even if you were to say, like, oh, out of all these kickers, I would still pick him because I think it's a better match. Yeah, I think he's a good match. If I actually didn't look at the kickers because I've been so hell-bent on my um, roster in general that I just it's kind of was an afterthought, even though I mentioned it earlier, okay. just, like, trying to pay attention okay. to my injury updates, who's playing, who's got this, who's got that. Um, but I still think he's a solid kicker play. I know Brent Mayhew's out there, who's obviously Dallas going against the Giants, but I think – yeah. Uh, Sly's good, and he, he's got good range. So, I mean, I feel like that's really Carolina's ML. Like, they're really good. Like, McCaffrey gets a breakout play. They get downfield. Either McCaffrey scores or they're kicking a field goal. That's usually how the season's gone for the most part. All right. That's fair. I, uh, I'll give you that one. So, moving forward, because uh, we clearly don't care as much as, about everyone else's matchup as you ours. Um, yeah, they would have their at... own podcast, so. They oh, I, I'm going to pick myself. I forget. Well, I didn't throw that out there earlier. Okay, I, I, we both picked Yeah, I've you. gone towards myself. So, well, I appreciate it. No problem. Just trust in the process, right, Mouton? Um So, uh, moving forward, Big Bird. Dennis. Big Bird is projected at 123. Dennis is at 134. Um, pick a side and then tell me your highlights. All right, I'm going to take Mouton just because I'm scared. I don't want okay. you to go over his – I don't want you to take his side because you've been trying to get at him all day. I mean, um, I'd, I'd, I'd see it as it is. We'll see. Uh, all right, yeah, I'll just start from the top. Watson, uh, I think Watson will be around his projections. Um, I don't see, like, a huge break. I mean, it, it could happen. That's one of those things. Like, Watson, he's one of those quarterbacks. Obviously, he's the number one fantasy player. Um, he can do it. I, I don't see it this week. Um, Dalvin Cook, I think, Jesus, uh, against Kansas City's rush defense. Uh, I'm scared. I mean, he could have over that. I don't. We'll see what happens there. Um Fournette, I mean, he's going to get 20 to 30 touches. He'll hit his projections every time. Uh, if he scores a touchdown, he's going to be way over. And he's only got one touchdown on the year. So we'll see. That, that's, the, that's the key for Fournette. I mean, if Fournette ever scores a touchdown, he's going to be way over his projections every week. Edelman will be huge probably against Baltimore. Um, he just always finds himself in the right place. Like, no matter who he's – I think, he, I think I've, I've, seen, I've seen him more than once this year. He has, like, the most separation from, like, corners or nickel corners. Like, oh. when it's, like, per average target. It's, like, two yards of separation, like, every almost every reception he has. It's, like, a crazy stat. Um, I don't see Metcalf, even though he's got all the red zone targets, I don't think he's going to have another game where he's as solid, I would say. Um, we'll see. Allen Robinson should be good. Kelsey's a big play uh, with... Mahomes probably not playing. We'll see that touchdown that he got last week that made his fantasy outing look very good um, was a broken defensive coverage play, which shouldn't happen in the NFL against the best tight end. Most people would say that was a broken play where he got, like a, I think it was like a 35 yard touchdown. So that's literally nine points right there. So it's pretty good. Uh, Steelers defense uh, should do pretty good against Indy. 
especially with them not having T.Y. Hilton, then they got a pretty good run defense, so that should stop Indy. I think it's pretty good. Uh, his projection should. He could be a little over, I would say, with Cook. I think Cook will put him over, and then if Fournette gets a touchdown, I, I, I could see him getting in the 140s. Maybe one fifty. He's got a pretty. He's got a good, solid overall roster. Even with the losing CMC, like I think it it well yeah. rounds his team better. Um, but you're just missing that ginormous upside of almost two players you're, in one spot. You're, yeah, you're missing the RB one. But it's good to have the RB two. So, but yeah, that's that's yeah. him. Um, I guess real quick, I'm I'm gonna pick Mouton to win. Uh, this one. I okay. I I am usually the biggest Big Bird supporter roster wise the whole season. I just think uh, the matchups don't uh, show well for him this week other than other weeks. And um, Mahomes not being there hurts Hill, so that's like a huge reason why. And Montgomery's uh, going against Philly's defense. So that's why I'm leaning more towards uh, Mouton this week. Okay. Um, interesting. I, I think uh, it's a tough one, but I think I'm going to have to agree with you, Mouton. I think it's going to be a close game, but um, as far as Big Bird's roster go, I think Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Green Bay has figured it out. They figured out their offense. I think uh, the Chargers have been underperforming offensive and defensively, but uh, Green Bay is going to score touchdowns, <clears throat> and Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers' thing. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers had a 30-plus game, point game again this week. I would uh, love it. Josh Jacobs, I feel like he's going to be fine uh, if he plays. It says uh, everything that's been released is that he'll play, but – you know, I'd expect a uh, a twenty point game from him. Montgomery, that's a tough one because uh, you know, on one hand, I feel like they feed him the ball and give him you know near twenty seven carries and five targets, not four receptions. Um, I feel like there's just there has to be production from that, right? So if they target him that much, he's in that much in the offense. I definitely think he's going to shoot over that uh that ten point projection and uh, and do pretty good. Uh, Michael Gallup, uh, it's a good play. Boomer bust. Um, that's it. Same with uh, – I think Tyreek Hill will be fine. I don't think he'll be anything crazy, but um, I think he'll get near his uh, projected. Uh, DJ Moore, I think you're going to be a little disappointed there. Uh, Kittle, Kittle put on a great game. OBJ, who knows, man. I'm I'm pretty low on OBJ over the rest of the year because uh, Baker's trash. And, uh, Oof. I mean, if I was OBJ, I'd rather have uh, Danny Dimes on the ball to me. But, uh, but that's just me. Probably missing him. But the Patriots' defense against Baltimore, I feel like, oh, if the Patriots step up and they do what they always do, I feel like – because here's the thing. I feel like both both of these teams, you know, Big Bird and this, they're both going to overshoot their projections, right? So, so it's just a matter of how much, right? Um, so I think it'll be one of the better, like, higher-scoring matchups of the week. Uh but I think what, what it's really going to come down to, what it's, it's been almost every week for Big Bird, is does his uh, defense perform like they have been performing? And, and I think it can. So, um, you know, I talked myself out of it. We've been uh, promoting diversity, so I'll go Big Bird this year. Yeah, you know, they, they say defense wins championships, and, like, the Patriots have been That's winning cool. him games, so. They have. Now, granted, Baltimore is one of the, I mean, it's, it hurts to say it, but it's one of the better offenses uh, for Mark Jackson. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, Del Taco and Tingle, almost neck and neck. Projections, Del Taco's at 125. Tingle's at 122. Uh, quick thoughts. What do you got? Um, I'll go with Miggy. I'll, go, I'll, t- I'll take uh, Miggy's team to win. Um, okay. 
Lev Bell, Lev Bell called him out. He said, I want more touches this week. I mean, he's projected at a solid 17 points. I mean, this, is, this, this has to be the game where, like, you would think um, Le'Veon Bell breaks out. Um, if you're Miggy, you probably really hope this is it because I know people have been shooting him offers for Bell all year. If he doesn't show out against Miami this year, this is, like, the first, like, super easy game he's had. Um, they've had a rough beginning half schedule. Uh-huh. So that's that for him. Uh, Mark Ingram, uh, good luck. Um, I mean, he's low-key, I mean, not really low-key, I guess. He's got, like, the best receiving core uh, in the league. Um, Hawkinson's yeah. hit or miss. Uh, is he going to catch the ball in the end zone, or is he not? Because he usually always has targets in the end zone, and more times than not, I, I, I saw something. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. He's had, like, more dropped balls in the end zone than any, like, player in the league this year. Uh, and it's not, like, dropped – it's not drop balls that are like contested. It's just like, no like in his he, hand. He he just dropped he the ball. He big birds it. He big birds yep. it in the end zone. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Um, Duke Johnson, touchdown dependent. Hopefully, um, yeah. I I'm, I'm still. I mean, I don't sound high on his team, even though he beat me last week. So that's just rude of me. Uh, but I, I still pick him to win. But the really? match, this matchups just aren't great. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Miggy on this one. All right. Well, uh, spoiler alert. I'm going with. Uh... So I think uh, I think he has a pretty decent team. I don't know how. I feel like it's. I mean, coming off of the draft, I didn't all that great, but uh, somehow it's, it's uh, transformed pretty deep. So uh, kind of going over it real fast. I think <clears throat> Seattle defense hasn't been that great. Um, Winston's going to turn the ball over, but he's also going to score touchdowns. So there's yeah. that. I think I think Elliott's going to eat this week. Uh, I think he's going to smash uh, those projections. Uh, Lindsey, I feel like I feel like 12 points is kind of his uh, how do we say uh, his, uh, his basement, his floor. Sorry, I went uh, I went brain dead for him. I feel like uh, the 12 points is really kind of just his floor. I feel like uh, with that third string quarterback that hasn't played a game in the uh, NFL, they're going to find that they just need to run the ball. And I feel like Lindsey and Freeman are going to get a shit ton of targets. And uh, that will somehow equate itself into decent production. I yeah. don't think Cleveland's defense is that great. Um, I don't think Cleveland's that great. Boom, roasted. Um, That's just, you're just getting rude. You know, <laughs> personal attacks now? Yeah. Does that feel personal? Yeah, I, I mean, so, I think Cleveland will win this week, so there's that. I know. I think, I think Cleveland will win this, this week, for sure. I just think, uh, think Philip Lindsay's going to have a fine game. Uh, yeah. The interesting thing, which I think will be more of the uh, decision maker between this this game, is who has the touchdowns. It seems like it's either a Adam Thielen week, which he's apparently going to be a game time decision, or is it going to be Stephon Diggs? Obviously, if Thielen's out, I think Diggs is going to have a great game. Um, if Thielen's yeah. in, you know, is he going to be in for the whole game? Is he going to be in and out? Could he re-aggravate his uh, what is his? His hamstring. A hammy, a little hammy, a little hammy just, action. You just don't know. So, um, but uh, I think Diggs has been pretty consistent over, like, what, the last Pretty last much since weeks. Dave traded him. I'd say he's been pretty yeah. consistent. Yeah. So, uh, he, uh, he did really good listening to his app there. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I think, I think Diggs is fine. Play, I think Keenan Allen's a fine play. Um, I think uh, overall the Chargers often with a new play call. But, uh, but that's just um, Deontay Johnson. 
Uh, I mean, you're crossing your fingers. Honestly, I don't think it's the greatest pick, especially against the Colts defense. I just don't see it over the course of this year, target-wise, and red zone targets and touchdown. I just don't see it. Indiana's defense has been good. They're going to get the upper hand in the game. They're going to run the ball or run the clock out with Mac. So, um, so yeah, I just don't see it. Uh, if I was him, I'd, I would personally pivot to someone else. Um, pivot. You don't have a lot of options. But that's just me. I'm not saying pivot because what you will happen is you will pivot, and then you'll be like, well, Swerve doesn't know anything. He said the phone. Well, I, I would agree I was, no matter what happens that Swerve does not know anything. Oh, that's, that's fair. But um, – no, I only know it if it's a number. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I'm not feeling too hot on this wide receiver three, but a scout he's got. But, um, you know, Corlin Sutton, uh, oof, uh, that's a tough one. I feel like he's got a lot of talent, but can you get the ball to him? I don't know. So uh, a little bit of a toss-up, but I feel like what's really going to win him the game uh, beyond Elliott and Winston is going to be his, uh, his defensive play. Cowboys against the Giants. Uh, I kind of alluded to it before, but I think the Cowboys are going to smash, and uh, they're going to have a much better defense than uh, the Jaguars. So, uh, see, I give it to Tingle. Okay, Boom. it's in the books. All right. Last but not least, Boomerang Flexen. Boomerang's projected at 112. Flexen's at 99. I think this is the first sub that we've seen. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's clearly projected. It's- he was projected I mean, higher yeah, after, before the game, but after yeah. his defense, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it's a direct reflection from his trade. Then probably one Agreed. of the worst trades I've seen. But um, but that's neither here or there. If I could just save everyone some time, I would say Boomerang is going to win this. You got any yeah. thoughts? Um, nah, Boomer Boomerang wins. Um, Boomerang wins. Yep, that's that's. I don't know. Yep, that's about. I don't know. I got nothing to say on. It's, it's really funny because his flexing, like, of course he totally butchered his draft, right? Which at that point we were like, okay, he's going to do awful. But it seems like every decision he's made since then has made his team worse, right? Like, yeah. At least in the beginning of the year. Like, I understand Mahomes not injured. But at least, like, he didn't even get Mahomes week one. Like, he traded Mahomes before the season even started, before week yeah. one. Um, for a terrible trade for, I'm pretty sure – all those players he traded for, he ended up dropping. Maybe besides Jarvis Landry, I think he was in that trade. But regardless, he's he's done a fantastic job of making it worse. And uh, he's done a fantastic job of uh, dodging trade offers from me. Um, as everyone should. Probably Shout out to the league if you're listening should. to this. Avoid uh, Scorpion Snake. I don't, I don't know what it is. But, um, Yo, I'm always uh, a phone call away. I don't know why we haven't been working together more. That's just me. Neither here nor there. Yeah. Me, I'm always flexing? listening. No, me and you. I don't know. I'm always here. I don't know why you you. I know. You're flaking I, I, me. I just, I just, uh, I'm not interested in your guys, man. Oof, Plain interesting. Uh, I guess going back to this game real quick. Yeah, obviously I picked Boomerang. Uh, just a little like funny note. I think. Uh, just because I finally looked at Oklahoma flexing over here. He makes the trade, gets rid of his best receiver. He acquires a running back. And also the receiver package in this trade, Terry McLaurin, who I don't think has a tremendous upside rest of season, in my but opinion. But he has him on his bench. He's on his bench, and to me, I love every Why second of that. Why would you trade for someone? Why would you trade for someone if they're going to be on your bench? Why would you uh, do that? I, 
Yeah, I don't have, like I said, not huge fan of McLaurin going forward. I think he's a great receiver, just he's on the wrong team. But now seeing that he's on his bench, I look forward to seeing McLaurin go off for at least 20 points, probably like 80 yards and a touchdown in some way, shape, or form because he's on his bench and they overperform on his bench. So I look forward to watching that, actually. That's true. If so you're in so that's the biggest league, upside is watching Osborne's bench. Yeah, if you're in another league, yeah, start Terry McLaurin right now. Yeah, if you should you should consistently watch Osborne's bench and uh, play who he has on his bench. Like if you played Kyler Murray this week, you did great. Notice yep. he did not have Kyler Murray on his bench for the past what two or three weeks. I know for yeah. the past two weeks. So interesting. Well, uh, that does it for our projection or previews. So. Uh, I say we're pretty divided. This, yeah, this is pretty long one. Um, but uh, yeah, we give the people what they want. They missed us all week. They've been tossing and turning, asking for it. The funny thing is, is even if it's not what they want, like I don't even really care because they just do this for fun, right? Yeah. So Um, um, we're still looking. We're still looking for sponsors for the pod. Uh, If anyone's listening, we're looking for sponsors. I'll promote absolutely uh, anything. If Del Rio wants to start sending us uh, breadsticks. We will uh, give him his own promotional spot. That would be cool. I wonder how much trouble you could get in for stealing Brett's at Olive Garden. I think I that's know, a big they're one. Free. They're free. I would think they're, they're, I, you'd think they're so. there for the people. Yeah. But, you so, know, carbs uh, are the enemy. So. Yeah, uh, it might be for you. Oh, rude. They uh, are, Not I keep my enemies rude, close. Rude, but true. Yeah. I keep my enemies close. So, uh, so I think I'm playing that one. But, uh, but yeah, so that does it for our projections. Uh, if you guys have, it's it's been a little little disappointing. I thought uh, more people would want to send in a little bit of trash talk. Um, have you gotten anything this week? I thought you would get a few. Nothing. Nothing. Really? I might throw it's something really in the sad. chat. I'm gonna throw something in the it's chat really right now. It's really sad. It's like a day was two, three weeks ago. Whenever I started this, Big Bird had a great idea, and he was like, "Hey, he's like, you should let us uh, throw in some trash talk." But I feel like what it is, is uh, every time someone trash talks someone, they end up losing, right? Yeah, I found that hole last uh, well, week. You, you asked for well, it, and I, I lost. You did. Well, I guess me and uh, me and Falcon had a little segment. However, his wasn't really trash talk, so I guess it doesn't really count. But, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, if you want to lose this week, uh, go ahead and trash talk. So, I know I'll throw out something. Um, Thankfully, my wife didn't listen to the last podcast because she would have been extremely disappointed in my language. Um, so that was, I, I chalked that up as a dub, a big win for the swerve. So, so you got anything else? No, that's it, man. That's it. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a good one. I've uh, enjoyed our time. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see how these uh, shake out. Tomorrow's going to be fun, full of football. That's all I look forward here to. Here at the uh, Steak and Flake, here at the Steak and Flake podcast. I am. Uh, we're out. We're gone. Bye. See ya.